Gotta tell you guys, lots gone on in the fortnight since I last spoke to Adam Byrne. Burns, though. Because he burns. Went to a funeral. We're going to talk about that. I made some steak fried rice. We're going to talk about that. I don't know what Adam's going to talk about. I'm sure it'll be about hiring gardeners or his neighbors. Either way, it's Adam Burns. Jump and dance. We're throwing down. said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz, and I am here with the mouth of the South, Mr. Adam Burns. Hello, Adam Burns. How are you? Hello, Joe Batanz. I'm a little bit warm, but I'm okay. Yeah, what is the temperature out there in Arkansas? Well, actually, it's cool today, which is great. I think it's Mm -hmm. only like 75 right now or something like that, Mm -hmm. but, uh, and I'll, well, there's not much of a story, but I, but basically... Our AC is not working today. <gasps> so it is going to get up into the 80s today, but uh, yeah. How humid does it get out there in Arkansas, over by the Ozark Mountains? Pretty humid, but I couldn't tell you the percentages. But I bet we get, I bet we get 80, I bet on a really humid day, we could get up into the 90s percentage mm-hmm. wise, but probably like 70, 80, 60, 70, 80 percent. Is, is typical. I'd have to look it up, but it's it's pretty humid, but not as bad as like if you go to the Philippines, you know. Oh yeah, so Mark's probably like this ain't nothing to Manila, right? Yeah, no, definitely. When the Philippines is definitely more humid than Arkansas. Have you been to the Philippines? Yeah. Oh, you have. You know this. I mean, you must know this because. Uh, I'm sure I talked about it on five different podcasts, like two years ago or three, I don't know, a a few years ago, Mark Mm -hmm. went Mm -hmm. and, um, and I took a a, a big foray around the world. I went to Mm -hmm. London first because I hadn't been there in a long time. And I remember this. Yeah. Uh yeah, And then I, and then Mm -hmm. I went to the Philippines, but the thing is I didn't, Mark has a very low opinion of me. Yeah. Probably not. I mean, it's probably accurate. I mean, let's, Mm -hmm. let's face it. It's, I try to, I try to pretend that I am a foodie and I like all kinds of foods and I'm not picky at all. I try to pretend that I love world travel and I, I love changes. But the Mm -hmm. fact of the matter is I'm pretty spoiled. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, when it comes to most things. So he probably was correct, but what he tells people that he did mm-hmm. is he he kept me away from all the bad parts of the Philippines. So basically, I get there. We're in a very nice hotel in Manila in the very nice part of Manila, you know, not in any of the bad parts. Mm-hmm. He doesn't take me to any of the, you know, poorer parts of, of Manila. And then we immediately, like the next day, get on a plane and go to this resort that's like this fancy island where you have to take a boat to get there and mm-hmm. they – You know, they come out. It's like Fantasy Island. We're literally there. They come, they come to the boat and welcome you to the Mm -hmm. island and they have a glass of, you know, some fancy 
fruit juice that they've mm-hmm. made and mm-hmm. a lay or what like Hawaii, not really a lay, but I mean, you know, a, a nice towel for your forehead and all yeah. this. And I, anyway, so he did that. And then we went to other resorts and stuff like that. So it was pretty much a very, the best of tour. Let's say now does Mark walk uh, around like, you know, with his hand out and people kiss his ring. Cause he's like the, the Filipino that went no. to the Americans and made it big. I don't think so because it's very common. I mean, mostly a huge percentage. They even have a name for it and I can't remember what it is now, but a huge percentage of Filipinos go to, and not just to America. I mean, they go to other countries mm-hmm. as well, but they, uh, it's very common for them to become nurses or yeah. go into computer science yeah. because those are two fields that are really needed in mm-hmm. other parts of the world. Yeah. And then they'll get jobs and move and make a bunch of money and then send money back to the Philippines. It's very common. Yeah, so you know what's so funny is a uh, friend of the show, John Paul, this is one thing like, you know, Mexican culture is very family oriented, but it's nothing like the Filipinos. Let me tell you, does, does Mark have any brothers or sisters? He has a sister. Older yeah. or younger? She's older. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably less um I don't want to say anything negative about her. He's definitely the more responsible and mm-hmm. together um family member. She she's uh she's still finding her way, let's just say. Okay. But she's older, yeah. So the reason I bring that up is uh, John Paul and his family have done something weird. Okay. Not something weird. It's, 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 it's foreign to my experience, my family experience. So I don't know. I actually don't know what John Paul's situation was when he was growing up. But John Paul has two older sisters who are significantly older. I would say um, – his two older sisters are like at least at least the next one is 10 years older than he is. At least. The very least, right? And I think there's one that's even older than that. And um, so I don't know what his experience was growing up. But I do know John Paul has a younger brother who's probably about four years younger than John Paul. Maybe a little more. <clears throat> and um, the brother went to medical school kind of late in life, like late twenties, early thirties. And he's currently wrapping up his residency and John Paul has paid for his medical school. Is he going to medical school in the, are are they Filipino? Is that what you're saying? John Paul's Filipino. So is he going to medical school in the Philippines? No, 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 no. Medical school here. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's expensive. I mean, yeah. I was thinking cuz uh yeah, cuz I mean, Mark pays for a lot of stuff. Yeah. for his family members back in the Philippines, but it's back in the Philippines. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's less, yeah. we'll just say. Yeah. Well, John Paul and I think his sisters have contributed too, but like it's kind of known that they have to pay for the brothers. And also not only not only do they pay for his schooling, but they paid for him not to have to work. Like they didn't want him working. They just wanted him going to school and they paid his rent. They paid everything, you know, and yeah. he also bought his parents a house. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, and I, he's like, that's just what Filipinos John do. Paul must make a lot of money. <laughs> I think John Paul makes a lot of money because not only that he has his own place, evil John, by the way, is, uh, you know, a money sucker, you know, cause all those dolls. And then they go on vacations. 
Yeah, so. I mean, he must. I mean, if, he, if he's paying for medical school, mm-hmm. he, he owns a home. He's bought a home for his parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some money there for sure. So. I'm just saying the Filipinos have a very strong sense of family. Yeah, well, you know, it's <clears throat> when he, Mark has even said to me, because I think the the for right or wrong, the reputation of Americans for other cultures who are very family oriented is that we're not really family oriented at all. And that we just kind of kick our kids out when they get, get a certain age mm-hmm. and we're like, go do, you know, go do whatever. And they, you know, whereas in other cultures like the Philippines, they'll live at home forever, like for a really long time. You're telling me. And then, you know, and then, <laughs> right. And, uh, and we don't, I mean, we will take care of our parents, but it's still a different culture because We'll put our parents in a nursing home, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. It's very common for Americans to do that, mm-hmm. to like put their family in a nursing home or their mm-hmm. parents or whatever. Yeah. Or hire a nurse or, you know, whatever. Whereas in like the Philippines, that's, oh, no, you they would move in with you. You would take care of them like mm-hmm. you, you know, you send money to your parents. Like mm-hmm. that's a very foreign concept to Americans. We're yeah. very much independent when we go when we leave the nest. We leave the nest, mm-hmm. you know, and it's very it's very uh, weird for them to hear like, well, he turned 18. He had to get a job and move out because, you know, his parents weren't going to support him anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I think I float in between. I was actually just telling someone today about I have a friend. She moved. Well, she was basically just doing a long term visit to Ohio when the quarantine struck. And now that short-term visit has turned into she's there for the time being. And she was telling me about, like, uh, her her in-laws live in a really super nice neighborhood in Ohio. Uh, and like there's a, for sale, there was a 3,000-square-foot home with a huge backyard in this nice neighborhood. And it went for $190,000. And she was like, oh, my God, I kind of want to. Moved to Ohio. And I was saying that if it weren't for the fact that my family is here, I could live very comfortably, very comfortably on my Patreon dough in St. Louis, I mean, in, uh, in Springfield, Missouri. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there are, I, I, the house that we bought Mm -hmm. is 3,000 square feet and we pay, I mean, I'm, you know, you can look it up on Trello, on Trello, Zillow. on Trillio or rent. I mean, people have done this. So, I mean, it's not I'm not like bragging or anything, but people have already looked up my address, apparently, and they know what I paid for it. So um, we got it for three ninety nine. So um, for three thousand square feet, we talked about this on the show, Adam. Yeah. And I'm not even being funny. You couldn't buy a one bedroom house in Compton for three ninety nine in Southern California right now. It is so, insanity. And the Pride 48 joke is that I'm in the 1% or whatever, but really it's just that I live in an area mm-hmm. that's very affordable, yeah. but I also make a nice salary. And mm-hmm. Mark and I both make nice salaries, and we live in a place that's affordable to live. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. I, yeah. If it weren't for the fact that I like my parents and my family, I would be like Springfield. Cause I could do podcasting from anywhere. As long yeah. as there's a good internet, great. You know, You could move them with you. Just Which actually would be up. smart. Would be smart. My dad has friends because you know my dad, my dad retired from the county, and they you know they have a really good you know re- retirement system, 
And uh, I know people who they work in California where they get California pay and then they move to like a cheap place and then they live like kings in their retirement. You know, you know it was interesting because uh, Walmart has announced that the <laughs> technology portion of Walmart mm-hmm. is going to continue working from home forever pretty much. Okay. And uh, but the one thing they've said, which doesn't make any sense to me at all, like why are they being like this? But they they keep saying now we've gotten questions, you know, now that we're working from home, can you just move wherever you want? And the answer is no, you can't just move wherever you want. You have to be within certain markets where we have offices. So they're not. And I'm like, I'm thinking, well, that's BS. Mm -hmm. Why can't we just like if I want to move to Tahiti or something? And I can wake up and work the same hours that everybody else is working. Mm -hmm. How is it any different to you? Because I'm just working over Zoom. I mean, we're having Zoom meetings all. They don't know where I'm at, but they're not allowing us to do that. So we have to work. We're working from home, but you have to have you have to if you want to move, it has to be approved by management. And they're saying it pretty much needs to be in an area where they have offices or or a market where they you know want to have offices. Mm So I don't I don't know why that is, but anyway, you know what it could be. I know what it I know why it is actually. I've actually had a conversation with a friend of the show Adam Vaught, who's now moved to D.C., but he used to live in the Bay Area and was telling me that the tech drain in the Silicon Valley or in the Bay Area is insane right now because for the time being, Google and Facebook and all those big tech companies have pretty much said the same thing, you know. And said that, said that people can work for home for the time being. Yeah. What what the the people who work there are like? Well, if I'm not going into Google or Facebook and getting all the perks of my meals and all that covered, why am I going to pay Bay Area rent and not get right. those perks? I'm going to leave. So maybe Walmart knows that's happening, and so they're trying to nip that. Probably, so they're probably talking to. I know you go to the Bay Area. The Mountain View, don't you actually? Or, Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, well, San they're Jose. Pro- uh, they're, they're talking to their San Jose peeps, don't you think? And not necessarily to you. I mean, maybe. They're weird. I mean, mm-hmm. and I know there are tax implications. That, like, they want to base your salary on where you live for cost of living and all that and make sure the taxes are – so there's all kinds of reasons they don't want you to just move anywhere because that changes all their HR stuff. And so, you know, they don't they don't want you wouldn't living – Wouldn't you then just rent your place out? And then tell them, like, look, send any mail to me over here. I mean, you, you could. I mean, that's possible. There are ways to work around it. I, ju- I was just like, eh. I mean, we're not planning on moving. We just bought a house. but I'd move there. I've always thought, though, we watch all these House Hunters International kind of shows. And I think it would be so fun to keep my job, Mark keep his job, but both be able to work from home, and then move to, like, I don't know. I'm going to say Costa Rica because I can't think of another place, but some tropical place, you know, on the beach, you know, that that the dollar is worth a little bit more possibly and, you know, have a nice home just looking out on the ocean. I just said right now I want to move to Rogers. I know. I know. (laughs) I'm thinking. What would you do if I moved next door to you? We'd hang out. Well, after COVID. We wouldn't have a social distance hangout? (laughs) I don't know. If I move next door, to you, avoid people. If I move next door, maybe you get, have you seen those fences that people are building where the boat, the fence comes down and yeah. pushes, 
We'd have yeah. that. We and, and we could do throwing down across those that fence. <clears throat> That's true. We could. We could do that. I I would I would hang out with you. I don't like my neighbors. Well, I don't dislike my neighbors. Mm-hmm. I just don't like neighbors. Yeah. But I've discussed this on other shows. There is something I wanted to talk to you about, actually. Yeah, go ahead. I wanted to get your opinion on sure, this. Sure, sure. Go ahead. I'm here. I'm here for so I'm, I'm, here, I'm here to give opinions. So I'm in a lot of podcasts. Sure, you sure are. Right now. Yeah. I mean, I I I'm almost in as many podcasts as you. Yeah. And I don't make any money from them at all. Mm-hmm. Like zero money. Sure. And, because I love it so much. Anyway, yeah. so Daniel Brewer, who yeah. is my co-host on Mix Minus. Mix Minus, your new podcast, yeah. Yeah, um, it took the place of dubious intent, which it's basically dubious intent with a different name. But anyway, now why with that? Why did you guys decide we're going to do dubious intent but with a different name? Because he wanted, because he him. I don't know. I'm just agreeable, and he said, "Hey, I want to, I want to kill dubious intent and come up with a completely new show." He said, uh, "I don't have good copy." This was a silly reason, but he's like, "I don't have good clean audio copies of the." opening music or the closing music for dubious intent. So, and I can't find them. So that's been bothering me for a long time and we need a clean start, you know, and everything. But I mean, it's basically, I mean, when you're doing a show, Mm -hmm. you kind of get into a, this is the format that you're going to do and all that kind of stuff. So if you, if you're like just starting a new show and it's still a similar format, it's basically, I don't know. He wanted to, and I'm like, fine, that's, I don't care. But anyway, so it was all him. But uh, and we'll have the same listeners because we literally just transferred the feed from the old one to the new feed. And so all the old listeners are. You just just put lipstick on a pig. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, he's been making fun of me because he's been saying that I repeat myself a lot on Geeky Gay. Mm -hmm. And then I always and then if I bring up a topic that I've already mentioned on Geeky Gay or some one of my other podcasts, he's like, well, you've already talked about that. No, but I want to say. I don't think there should be a problem with that, like, uh, first of all, my daily podcast, people want to hear what's happening daily with me. Yeah. And usually storylines will go on for weeks, if not months, like the landscaping, Mm -hmm. all that. If you really are interested in my life. That's going on. I'm going to mention it multiple times. It's not like I'm just going to mention it once Mm -hmm. and then. But if I have other podcasts, I can't like only so much happens in my life. And I don't think there's anything wrong with me repeating a story or, you know, because maybe I'm getting a different take on it. Maybe I mention a story here and you give me your take on it and we have Mm -hmm. our little banter. Yeah. And I may mention the same thing on Mix Minus Mm -hmm. or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I get his take on it and it's different. And if people don't want to listen, they don't have to listen. Yeah. But he's been really making a big deal of me repeating stuff. He even was like, oh, you need to write down your topics that you're doing on each show so that you remember and, you know, do one topic on one show. I'm like, oh, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm <laughs> nobody's paying me for this. I'm going to if I want to repeat a story, I'm going to repeat a story. I don't know what your opinion is on that, but that's what I, I was thinking about that earlier. I'll tell you my opinion. As many of my listeners will know, because it's a level, you know, there's there's the basic level, which includes throwing down and catching up. Then there's the premium level, which is mostly just all drag content. But then there's a level called this Jobatance, Adam, and that this Jobatance is all that content plus my four times a week show, this Jobatance, which is essentially this geeky, which is essentially called geeky gay, right? It's just geeky gay. And... um. 
I used that show for to test out material, say it out loud, find material for throwing down and for catching up. So, like, for instance, the story I'm going to tell today, I told a version of it on uh, this Joe Batanz. And in fact, that's so Joe. <laughs> that's so Joe. Yeah. On this Joe Batanz. And so what I'm telling you is that's that's exactly. And I think even in your show, it's like you're like, I think you say, gay, gay, the show where I talk about my life and you listen. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. A per- it's literally a personal journal. Yes. You know, and so if you pull from the person now, and also I would argue that only a fraction of your mixed minus audience listens to Geeky Gay. So that, sto- that story may be new to them. Or also, even if they didn't, they're now hearing Daniel comment on your story. That That's silly. Da- Daniel is very, very silly there. Yeah. He's well, He's in the I wrong. think so too. So I've decided I'm just going to talk about whatever I want to talk yeah. about. And if it's a repeat, it's a repeat. Tell him not to listen to Geeky Gay. <laughs> yeah, that's probably just don't listen, Daniel, and you'll never know. He can't listen to this because he doesn't pay for the Patreon. So exactly. he won't know what I talk about on here. So if I repeat stuff from here, he yeah. won't even know. No, but I, I've, 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 I listen to Kiki. It's weird with Kiki Gay. I'll listen to an entire week and then I will miss a week. And then, but I won't go back. I'll just pick up with whatever week I'm on. So there have yeah. been times where you told stories that you told on Kiki Gay, like about, uh, remember that the, there was something about a, uh, some company. I remember someone corrected you on internet, and I can't remember. I explained it to Mike Lawson. He didn't know what you were talking about, or they was going on. I'm like, oh, I know this because I'm like, gay. And well, so again, mm-hmm. I don't lead this fantastically exciting life where I'm jetting to five different locations in a week or something, where I can have like all these compartmentalized stories to tell on each show. Yeah. Plus. We're quarantined. I mean, we're basically staying home. There's mm-hmm. there's only so much happening. I could make shit up. I mean, yeah. I could just have, you know, I mean, I could just literally write fake stories about my life, but uh-huh. I'm not going to do that. So, uh-huh. okay. so it is what so, it is. So what, what's the story you wanted to tell me? Oh, well, I, I had a couple, but I'll, I'll tell you one. Uh, and this is a little short one, but uh I'm a little bit – so I've been talking a lot on various shows about how I don't like being neighborly. Yeah. I actually think I have a – and I know I've mentioned this a lot, but I think I have a problem. I, I think I need to see a therapist Yeah. Um, because I have internal pent-up anger at people just in general. Tell me like, about it. I don't mean – I don't mean like people I know. I mean just people in yeah. ge- like because I'm like – I'll just have these times where I have these emotional fits internally, mostly. I mean, don't normally I don't like scream, but I'll be like, I'm just so sick of having to please everyone. And like, you know, everyone hates me because I'm gay and, all, you know, and what? like, all, or whatever. It's just like all these internal things. It's like it, no matter where I go, I feel like I've always felt like I have to like behave a certain way to make people happy. And then I will have anger issues internally. I mean, everyone knows me as a very nice guy, but internally, I may have a lot of anger against complete strangers that I don't even know. So that boils down to one of the reasons why I don't want to hang out with neighbors. I don't want to try to interact with neighbors. Like, I don't want to wonder if they like me. I don't want to have to please them. I don't want to, you know, all that. I mean, all this, you know, I need to be laying on a couch right now. So I've been talking about that a lot on various shows and uh, the kind of unrelated, but related because it's a neighbor 
our neighbors next door don't close their blinds in there. And I didn't realize it was like their master bathroom and their master mm-hmm. walk-in closet. Okay, before you go on, are they hot? <sighs> the woman, well, I mean, first of all, I'm gay, so I don't really look at women that way. But I would say the woman is is not. I would not consider her to be hot if I were straight. The man is, yeah, I mean, he's not ugly, but, you know, I mean. All right, go on, carry on. He's not a model. So anyway, we, so Mark and I were, our, so luckily our kind of guest wing of the house, I mean, it's not a wing, but I mean, there's a hallway that has two guest bedrooms and a guest bathroom. And we don't go over there a whole lot. It's just for like, if we ever have company ever, um, and we may put some spare sitting room over there or something. But anyway, so we don't go over there very often, but we had done, Mark had done some swapping around the furniture and it was late. Saturday night or something. And uh we had finished Mix Minus super early for some reason. I right. don't know what happened, but we finished early. Like at what, 1 a.m.? No, like 11.30. Oh, my gosh. 11.45, yeah. By the way, everyone should know that's still two and a half hours of recording. But Okay, go ahead. So, uh so yeah, we finished early. And uh so Mark and I were in the – in our little – Guest, we've made one room completely up with bed and night tables and, you know, all the lamps and everything, you know, as our guest bedroom. The other one we don't have furniture for yet, so it's just an empty room. So we were in there and he was showing me like, oh, I've, you know, I replaced this night table, blah, 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 blah. And we were mm-hmm. just talking. And our blinds were open in that room. Well, that guest wing faces our next door neighbors. I mean, the sides of the houses, that's where they intersect you know that like that side of our house and how close is it how many feet would you say from window to window 12 feet maybe okay go ahead i mean these houses are pretty close together we have a large backyard but that but the houses are squished pretty tight together all right and it's dark outside so i'm not thinking but our blinds are open because we never go into those rooms and we like a lot of light to come in so we just kind of leave the blinds open so we're in there talking we're not doing anything um, but all of a sudden our naked next door neighbor, I assume he's naked. I couldn't see his whole body, but I mean, he looks naked to me, walks into, I guess, what is his walk-in closet? And he and I, I don't know if he saw me, but lock from what I could see, it's like we locked eyes. Yeah. Like we're like staring at each other through. Mm-hmm. You know, but he doesn't make any face. He doesn't like he doesn't go, oh, my God, and like close the blinds or anything like that. So maybe he didn't even see me because mm-hmm. it's likely since we had our lights on that he couldn't see. I don't know. Could he? I mean, there's a time when you can't see into someone's window and then there's a time when you can it, like a certain lighting situation where you can see in and then a different one. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So I don't know if he saw but we were not – but now I feel like – this is, again, Mike Lawson is listening, I think, and he thinks I have social anxiety. This may be just my social anxiety, air quotes. But now – but now I've been like – I'm like, oh, my God, we locked eyes. He saw me. He saw me like he thinks I'm staring at him. He's, he's like this gay couple next door. Not only are they a gay couple next door, but they're pervs because they're they're camping out in their – in this guest bedroom – to look into so now for the past week I've been like obsessing over oh my god did he see me seeing him and did he 
you know, did he, uh, is he thinking all these things about me or did he not see me at all? And it's like nothing because I don't, it was just like one of those chance encounters, you know, and all I really saw him was from his waist up. So I, it's not like I saw balls or dick or anything like that. Oh, that that's his porn name. <laughs> balls porn, or dick? Waist no, up? His, no, his porn name is Chance Encounters. Now, and that's the name of the porn because his name's Chance. Now, Adam, I have a lot, as you can probably guess or surmise, I have a lot of questions. Okay. okay. Did you see his penis? No. I only saw him from waist up. Oh, okay. So he could have been wearing boxers and just been getting ready for bed, but it looked like he was getting in the shower afterwards because their showers. Anyway, it doesn't. Now it seems like I was staring into their house. Like I know the layout of their shower. Next, next question. Have the blinds been closed since? You know, I don't know. I, I'll need to check on that. I'm not sure. Like we, we immediately turned our light off and like left the room because like, oh my god, Marky, I think he saw me. Now he thinks we're staring at him. You know, we're a gay couple, so we immediately left the room. I'll have to look. I, I'll have to report back on that because I don't know. Okay, next question. Let's say you went around the same time as this happened, but you did this time. You didn't turn the lights on, but their lights are on. The blinds are open, and you see him. And this time he sees you, but he sits down in the chair and he starts jacking off, okay, for you. And Mark's gone. Mark went to the Philippines to deliver rice and money, okay? (laughs) Would you start masturbating watching him as well? Well, I don't find him that hot, but that scenario is a hot scenario. So... But I'm more of a, I like people to look at me, although not right now. So I get more pleasure out of people being turned on by me. I mean, maybe I I might, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I mean, I don't find him like porn star hot, but he's not, he's not ugly Mm -hmm. in a pinch, you know, (laughs) if I didn't, I I don't, I haven't been presented. I am the type of person who would Mm -hmm. go for something like that um, for sure. But I haven't been presented with that scenario, so I'm not really... Okay, let me change the scenario. And this is a... Look, no one's listening. This is a private conversation. Okay, okay. Let's say he didn't see you and he was masturbating. But he can't see you. Your lights are off. Your blinds are, are tilted in such a way that you can see him, but he can't see you. Yeah. Would you masturbate watching him knowing he can't see you? I think if I could actually see... Dick and balls. Yeah. That, yeah, I probably would. Because, I mean, that's just like watching a porn. Yeah. You know? Okay. I think think most people would. Let's say, okay, let me ask you this question. Let's say it's the first scenario. You guys do this, it happens, it's a thing, right? It's never spoken about, but it's always the same time every week, like Tuesdays at 9, right? (laughs) Tuesdays with Hori, my name for you. And, um... You guys just do this every Tuesday. Now, finally, it's been three or four weeks, and Mark comes back from the Philippines. A, do you tell him you're doing this? Uh, Probably not, because I don't even tell him when I jack off, like, just in the bathroom alone. So Okay, that you just like, you just opened a hole. They're kind of worms, so we'll come back. I, like, I don't... Also, also, would you continue to do it, though? 
I would like to think that I wouldn't. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean, well, if it's the scenario where I'm just watching him mm-hmm. and uh, he doesn't see me and I'm just using that for my own entertainment purposes. Yeah. You know, then I, I probably would. But Mark and I go to strip clubs together and, you know. And masturbate there? Watch. Well, we don't masturbate there, but I mean, we, you know, watch guys doing things and we both watch porn and stuff like that. So I don't think there's anything, you know, there's nothing that breaks our monogamy about that, you know. When you've been at the strip bar and there's a particularly hot stripper doing things to him, do you ever like rub Mark? I, we haven't really done that. He needs to, Mark needs to be pretty drunk to be, to, you know, do stuff like that. So, I mean, we've only had one situation where it's gotten like what, huh? Do stuff like what? Well, he will sit. We just kind of sit there and watch. We don't really participate. We're not really touching them. Even to get Mark to tip, he needs to be like tipsy to get past his like conservative side. Mm -hmm. So, and he doesn't drink very often. So there, it's very rare that he'll kind of come out of his shell Mm-hmm. Um, and do something like that. But I mean, we've had, I've, I've mentioned this before, I'm sure. We've had one instance, it wasn't even a strip club. It was like in uh, Puerto Rico at just a, a bar where the bartenders were tending bar in their underwear. And the bartender got up on the bar and start and like took his underwear off. And we both touched his dick. So, I mean, we've done that. But again, we were like, you know, drinking and, you know, a little bit looser than normal, I would say. Okay, let me ask you this question. You said earlier that you don't tell Mark when you masturbate. Does he tell well, you? When he, did he tell you when he does? No, I have no idea. I know he does it, but I, don't, I have no idea <laughs> when. I, I don't know when it happens. I, I, he must. He's a man, you know. But uh, we we don't share that information. But I don't know. I mean, do boyfriends really? I don't know that I've ever said, hey, uh, like when I was with Matt, with Maddie, Maddie and I were both very sexual. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, you know, when I would jack off, you know, without him, I don't think I would go in the next room and say, um, hey, by the way, I just jacked off. You know, I mean, you know, it's not that I was hiding it from him. It's just like I did it. I was horny and he was doing something else or whatever. And I wanted mm-hmm. to you know, get off. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe partners, boyfriends, husbands, whatever, my immediately gay, go into the other room and say, Hey, I just jacked off. Not, you all, know, my, whatever. not all my gay friends, but some of my gay friends, even some that, you know, I, I'll, I'll talk about, we'll talk about that. Like, we won't say like, we just did it, but we'll say like, Oh, this morning, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, we don't, we don't talk about it. Do you and Daniel talk about it? No. Or does Daniel give it another name? I don't need to know when Daniel jacks off. I mean, he could. He could tell me. But no, we don't. We don't talk about that. All right. Very good. Anyway, my whole story was I saw my neighbor. I It looked like he saw me, but I have no idea. Now I feel like I'm going to be a little bit even more socially anxietal. Mm-hmm. If I see him like out in the wild, mm-hmm. like if, if I'm out in the front yard and he's out in the front yard, I'm going to feel I'm going to do my best to go in the house as quickly as possible. All right. Very good. Well, Adam, why don't we do this? Why don't we jump right into the cooking segment? All right. And then I'll tell my story after that. And then we'll just call it a show. Do you have other stories you need to tell? Nothing that I need to tell. Yeah. 
So this week, Adam, we did, uh, you know, Cook's Country Magazine has, I like it, uh, in every issue, you get eight perforated cardboard uh, recipes that are meant to be 30 minutes or so around that, uh, like, quick re- quick dinner, easy dinner recipes, you know? Uh, actually, earlier in the week, this wasn't on our schedule, I made, just because I made it, this um, chicken parmesan bake. I'm going to tell yeah. you something. I'll give you the recipe. We're not going to do it for this, but it was so fucking easy. They said 30 minutes. I think I was, I think my actual part was done in like 15. It, it still took 30, but it was like the pasta was boiling or something like that, right? Like it was so easy and it was so good. But, uh, but this week we did a steak fried rice from that same perforated cardboard, uh, cut out. Now I posted a picture in the discord of my results and a couple of the listeners have made it. Yeah. And one of them posted his own picture as well. I believe I'm not, I could be mistaken. I could believe it was Drew Brooks. I could be wrong. And uh, now I made it, and I have my own thoughts. But Adam Burns, did you make this week's recipe? Yes, I did make the recipe. Now you're known for I did make it. However, instead of beef, I used chicken, and we didn't have rice, so I used spaghetti. And uh, so, like, what, 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 I made it exactly to the letter of the recipe. What did you do? What alterations did you make? So, I only made two alterations. Okay. Only two. Yeah. Um, one of those is Mark does not like spicy food, like, at all. Like, it, he, he really does not enjoy it. Like, he, so, I took out the sriracha. Okay. Because he would not enjoy, and I couldn't think of a way to put it just in mine other than just squirting sriracha. And sriracha comes in a big bottle and we never use it. So I'm like, I'm not going to buy sriracha because he doesn't even like spicy food. So why am I going to do that? So I did not use the sriracha. Because I live in an Asian community, so there's a lot of Asian foods. You can get here, here, here. They have obviously tiny bottles of sriracha that people can carry. But yes, go ahead. Well, when we went to the store, they only had these big, huge... I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you some tiny bottles of sriracha. Bottles of sriracha. So I'm like, eh, he doesn't like spicy. I'm just not going to deal with that. Uh, And so the second change that I made was not really a change. Um, I have been taught by fried rice masters out there that you never use fresh rice for fried rice. Mm Mm-hmm. So the recipe says you make the rice and then immediately fry it. Yeah. Um, instead of doing that, I made – because we eat rice a lot. I mean Filipinos really like rice. Yeah. You know, we eat rice yeah. all the time. So I made extra rice during the week and then I put it in the fridge and I used that leftover rice as my – you know, to fry because apparently that's better than I'm doing – I'm going to stop you right there. Rice. I'm not going to even consider that an alteration. I'm going to say you only made one alteration. I'm going to say that the reason they... And we'll talk about what they did in a second. That was a very foreign concept, but I still followed it to the letter. I think they were doing it like... The point of the recipe is to be... You're not saving rice from the night before. Like, what do you do when you just want to have fried rice right then? And so that yeah, was I can there, see so, that. Yeah, yeah. But, so I'm not going to consider that an alteration. That's more... You just happen to have rice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I, everyone who I've ever talked to, including my boyfriend yeah. say you just don't fry fresh rice. You yeah. you put it in the fridge and you do it the next day. Like you just don't do it. 
So, uh, but yeah, so I, everything else was the same, bought, bought hoisin sauce. I was a little bit, cause I've never known what was in hoisin sauce. And I was like, is that like that oyster sauce stuff? I'm never going to use it again. But actually, um, hoisin sauce is very tasty and, uh, it has no seafood in it whatsoever. Um, bought a bottle of that. Got, I already had soy sauce. I already had sesame oil. Um, I don't do a lot of flank steak and I, I don't know if I could not find anything called flank steak at the store um and i've seen it like on food network and all that you know but all i, I, I might find, have I, I might have an answer for you but go ahead um and i could have gone to the butcher i think because i think there is a butcher where you can go and say hey i need blah mm-hmm. but literally we were shopping 20 minutes before i cooked this because mm-hmm. i was like ah oh, crap i gotta cook for tomorrow and i don't have these ingredients yeah so, uh, so we, um, so there, there was a steak called flat iron steak. And I thought that might be similar to and or the same as flank steak. It's the only thing I could find that was even remotely close to what flank steak looks like. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of marbling in it and stuff and, you know, whatever. So I don't know because I, I could not find anything called flank steak, mm-hmm. um, in the steak aisle, the steak aisle. Yeah. So. But I, we liked it. Um, bottom line is, I mean, I, the only thing I'll say about all Chinese uh, type foods is, and I know this was a very simple recipe, and I don't want to like be like, I, I, let's face it, I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do a lot of stuff, and I live a very busy life. But at at my core, you know, I'm I'm lazy, and so there was what I considered to be quite a bit of prep work. Because you had to slice that meat super thin and you got this big old piece of meat. You had to spend like 15 minutes like slicing the meat very thin and then, you know, slicing up the onions to the perfect size and crushing the garlic and, you know, all the stuff that you had to do, mixing the soy sauce and the hoisin together. I mean, you could do it in 30 minutes, but there there was quite a bit of beforehand work. You need to like do the eggs and get those beat up and everything and have everything kind of sitting out there. Mise en place. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, so that that it took a little, even though it was easy, it does take quite a bit of prep. Yeah. So but it was very it was very tasty. Yeah. So let me talk about what you were saying here. A lot of lot of lot of things covered here. Uh, I happen to know just because of my own recipes that I read. First of all, I think the recipe called for skirt steak, but I actually used flank steak. Flank steak's very easy to find in California. Okay, very easy. Uh, I use flank instead of skirt. However, however, I happen to know from another recipe book that I have. Now, I don't know how far east this goes, but on the east coast, and maybe you all be counted here, we don't have something called steak tips here. Do you have steak tips? Uh, I've seen them before, but I don't know if it was here. But I always okay. considered that to be like stew meat or something. So steak like, tips, uh, from what I've read, are uh, like it's just the same cut of meat as flank steak. They just cut it up into like yeah, stew meat, right? Uh, yeah. There's different. There are different cuts of meat in different regions of the country, depending on how popular they are. Like I know it's harder to find a tri tip outside of the the Southwest, you know. But anyway, uh, but so I did have flank steak and I did slice it very thin. I think it's important to the recipe that A, you do exactly what they say. You slice with the grain in two inches, 
segments against you, the grain, right? No, no, no. But you cut the flat oh, steak, yeah, yeah, two inch lengths, and then slice it very thin against the grain. I think it's super important to this recipe. Uh, I made it. You know, I will tell you for future reference. The sriracha is very in the background. It's not. A, I wouldn't call it a spicy dish. But even if, but maybe if, if you're saying your boyfriend's really sensitive to it, maybe to him it wouldn't be so in the background. Um, he's like the princess in the pea with spice. Okay. So yeah. So so maybe that was a good choice there, not to put the spice in there. Uh, I thought it was excellent. I I was actually so surprised. I did, you know, because oh, you know why? Yeah, the prep. You see, because I followed the recipe. I used the time that the water was coming to a boil to do all the prep. Okay. Does that make sense? You didn't have to do that. Yeah. You just had the rice. So as the water, and it, and, they, and it timed perfectly. I was done uh, with a lot of the stuff uh, while the um, rice, the water was coming to a boil. I finished all the prep while the water was, because here's what happens, everybody. You bring, and this is very unusual, even for making rice. I thought this was even unusual for making rice. What you do is you bring three cups of water to a boil, then you put in the rice, and you boil it after it's come to a boil, and you boil it for twelve minutes. And you want it—I think they wanted it al dente. It wouldn't—they didn't want it super tender. I think you're going to be cooking it later in a lot of sauce. And yeah. uh, then you drain it, which is super unusual. You drain the rice after that, and then you threw everything together. And I guess that was sort of their cheat. For the old rice and so um it, but you know i will say like magic it did come i was worried because it was a tiny bit crunchy when it was done but yeah. once you cooked it in the sauce and put everything together into this and the that it came out like perfect rice um and mark, uh, thought, mark liked it but he thought it was a little too oniony and i guess um but but the thing is but you don't have to put the onion I know, but he's just, he calls me picky, but he just really doesn't like a lot of vegetables, including onions. So if he gets any little whiff of onion flavor, he doesn't, you know, he'll, yeah. he, he doesn't like that aftertaste, that kind of onion aftertaste onion, that you get. It's scallions, which is very, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and I only, we only did four. Exactly what it called for. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, but he calls me picky, but I think he's picky as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I don't like seafood, but there are a lot of things that he doesn't like. So well, I'm going to say if you don't like spicy food at all to the point, like, like, like to the point that he doesn't like it, I would call immediately your picky eater. Yeah. He doesn't want any spice at okay. all. Okay. Now, Adam, I gave you the recipe for last week. So now I'm excited to know what recipe am I? Oh, no. Am I going to have to go get, dig out the recipe card again? Uh, you have two options. Yeah. Um, what the one option is I can, so I make a recipe that I really like for a butter style, tikka masala style chicken. Okay. I can write up the recipe that I use because it's not from any particular website. Sure. And, uh, give that to you and you can make it, which I'll have to do later today. Or, you can pick a recipe because I forgot to pick a recipe. The only, I would actually go with the former. I would. But speaking of Mark, my dad is such a picky fucking eater that if I said tikka masala, 
or some dish he doesn't immediately recognize me he's seen he won't eat it's it. so good i oh believe you but i want to make it what's in it what's, but, what ingredients but you know it? you know what i but you know what i do that's so unhealthy what? is i put a butt ton of sugar in it like <laughs> so much <laughs> i just take the bag of sugar and pour it in and then like taste it but um no it's got um it's forget about i mean because I, I like it to be sweet but i mean i use a can of crushed tomato like the large can of crushed mm-hmm. tomatoes yeah chicken breast you could use thighs um i saute onions and garlic and then i put the chicken in and get that nice and browned and everything Mm -hmm. and then i uh pour in a whole can of tomatoes Mm -hmm. um and then i put in a little bit of stock and um some sour cream actually you can do yogurt but normally i don't have yogurt but we have sour cream for other things that we're cooking so i just do like i don't know a couple of big spoonful of of sour cream and I put garam masala. So probably a total, I make my own cause I, it's hard. To, so I, you have to have cumin and coriander and, uh, cloves and cinnamon and like all this stuff. But I make my own, um, uh, garam masala and I keep it in little plastic containers. And so I put a couple of tablespoons of that in to start. Mm-hmm. And then I put a little bit of heavy cream little bit of broth and then I and I put some sugar like we'll say a couple of tablespoons of sugar but it's more than that and then I reduce it for as long as it takes to get it really nice and thick like a really nice thick sauce and just kind of let the chicken cook for maybe 45 minutes and then taste it again if it needs some more garam masala I'll put a little bit more in there and then you can add cilantro at the end if you want it's so good though I I believe you I want to have this my dad will be like, what's in this? He doesn't like things with cream in it. Like, I'm already telling you, like, oh, I'm hearing you. I want to eat this, and he won't. I have a good compromise. Okay. Before we, a while ago, you said you wanted to make more Filipino food for Mark. That's true. And you sent me a couple, and I haven't made them. Why don't you pick the one? Go look. Pick the well, one. Where did, uh, where did you send them to me? <laughs> Well, I know it's in Discord. I am a librarian as the one that sent them to us. I'm a librarian. I'm a librarian. Could you put what I know one of them? One was what? What was the one that I sent you from Milk Street? But then she put one too. I'm a librarian. Can you put in there what you? What was the recipe you put in there? That you sent us that you sent me and Adam. We could do. I'm a librarian. Or there's that one that chicken I sent you. The the chicken adobo. I think it was or something like that. You know, uh, unrelated to that, but I I think the reason, like, I don't have a recipe, I don't know if you'll do this, Joe, but a lot of times when I start cooking a particular recipe, I'll start with a recipe. I'll, like, look online and I'll, but then maybe I find recipes on various sites that are slightly Mm -hmm. different from each other. Yeah. And then I'll keep tweaking them until I learn it. Mm -hmm. And once I learn it, I kind of will just do it. I'll put in a little bit of, you know, garam masala or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I don't have like a written down recipe for that um, Indian one. But, uh, but it's, and, and again, I think it's a mixture between butter chicken and tikka masala, but. Okay. So I'm a librarian said the chicken adobo from the New York times is fast. She sent that to us. She said, other than the marinade. Let's just do that one. Okay. We're going to do, okay. We're going to do the one suggested from I'm a librarian. It's chicken adobo. Yeah. And it's from the New York Times. I'm, I've never made Pensit, but I can mm-hmm. imagine that it's going to be a lot more complicated. Okay. So why don't we do so, the chicken? We're going to do the chicken. My dad will eat that. Mark will eat it. He'll be happy you made Filipino food. Chicken adobo from the New York Times. It's fast other than the marinade. That's what we're doing for next time. 
Cool. So is your dad happy with uh, sour food? Because adobo is kind of sour. Yeah, yeah, he'll like sour food. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, Adam Burns. As you probably know, uh, at the beginning of the month, I lost uh, my both my grandparents to Corona. Yeah, and I wanted to send you a card, mm-hmm. and I don't have your address. I can send it to you. So you need to um, give me your address. Also, my email address, if you want to email me anything, is thebestoftoday at gmail.com. Okay. I don't – I'm assuming that's a joke, but I don't get it because I know your email and that's not your email address. <laughs> well, all anyway. – I want all um, condolences sent to thebestoftoday at gmail.com. Anyway, um, so uh, – yeah, so they passed away, and it was very sad. And see, even my cousin Roxanne is there, and uh, listening. And um, what I was going to say is, uh, by the way, I'm a librarian. I know. Send me all the recipes. I'm a librarian because I might make everything with it. You know, I, I even though the chicken adobo is the assigned thing, I might make another thing as well or something. Like that. Anyway, I'm trying to mix it up here. Anyway, the point is. Uh, then the funeral happened, you know, weeks later because of COVID and whatnot. And uh, so right the weekend before the funeral, and I was all ready to go. I was going to be a pallbearer and everything. And actually, I, I, I hate even talking about the story because I'm at the point now where I'm just coronavirus out. Every On the news, it's all everybody talks about. It's everybody, uh, my friends, all they want to do is talk about it. My parents, well, my, my parents have learned, but. I've told them, but like, I'm just sick of hearing about it. Right. And I don't know if I don't think I've talked about this, but my aunt who was one of, one of not the only, but one of the primary caregivers for my grandparents, she came down with COVID and she got really sick. Yeah. You told me that as well. Spoiler alert. She is on the mend. I heard yesterday she's 90% better. That's good. My uncle got it, but he's only had, from what I know, he's only had just a headache and a mild head cold. So he got a very, very mild case of it. Okay. But we found out my uncle. So we knew my aunt had it. And then she went to the hospital the weekend before uh, the funeral, which was last Monday. Uh, she complained she couldn't breathe. It turned out, and I, I could see this happening to me too, that it was really a panic attack from thinking she couldn't breathe. That makes any sense. Like, oh, no, I can't breathe. Yeah. I have a panic attack. But so she was fine. But – um. And then we found out last week and my uncle got it. And I was just in such a state of. By the way, yeah. that is mm-hmm. such a you thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you and your aunt have like, you know, that similar genetic trait. We're not but I could so see you mm-hmm. getting having a panic attack, panic attack, thinking that you couldn't breathe. Yeah, that I is know. that is such a Joe Batanz thing. I will tell you right now, I've already had that panic attack three times this week. Well, there you go. Yeah, there, yeah. So anyway, so uh, so anyway, so uh, so the Sunday before, this is the day before the funeral. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't. I can't. Now we're gonna go to a funeral where everyone's gonna be together. Who knows who's seen who? I can't do this. So I text anybody I can. I tell my parents, and they're like, okay, whatever you want to do. I tell my brother, he's like, whatever you want to do. I'm like, I'm not gonna go to the funeral. I can't. Now, the funeral, I will say, has been narrowed down to, at this point, just a viewing and a burial. No mass, no service. There's going to be a thing at the burial site, but that's it. 
So I announced that, and then I'm like, I feel guilty. Has this already happened? Yeah, it happened last Monday. I'm feeling. Oh, I was gonna say they could have brought in um, a monitor and brought you in on Zoom. I know. I know. I know. I know. So then I'm like, you know, I could go because then people will think Joe just didn't want to go to the funeral. I'm like, I can go, but I just won't leave my car. Okay, I won't leave my car. So yeah. I, I, so on the day of the funeral, I drive. I even have a mask and, but I will say, and I probably shouldn't have done this. I was like, well, I'm not getting out of the car. So I just threw on a ratty pair of jeans and a black t-shirt. Right. And I drive and I get there right before they're going to like the, the everything is the same place. So the, so the viewing and the gravesite are in the same, they're in the same complex. So I get there maybe about five minutes before the, the procession starts to the gravesite. So I follow the procession to the gravesite and where I'm parked, actually, conveniently, it there's a it it goes up a hill. So I'm at the I'm at where the hill starts to go up. So I from my vantage point, I'm looking down at the burial site. It's very dramatic, right? And I will say, I felt I did get out of my car to watch the burial service, but I couldn't hear anything. And what's really weird is it's bizarre. Watching a funeral, especially for people that you know and love, both my grandparents, coffins, side by side, Adam, and you can't hear anything. It's just you're watching the people you know being mourned by people you know, and you're watching from afar. It was a very, very surreal experience, okay? And I was... I wouldn't say I was feeling guilty because I felt I made the right choice. I just, I was just not, I'm still not in the place where I want to be around a lot of people. Right. Well, it's always weird seeing uh, anyone really, but, but especially family members at a viewing and, and I've at various times and I don't really enjoy viewings. I would, I feel, I feel obliged to like walk up to the casket and look Mm -hmm. But they look so much like it's like a a mannequin yeah. that that looks like that person. Yeah. It is such a weird experience. And like, if it were just me, I would just be like, you know what? I want to remember them alive no, and you know, walking around and talking and whatever. I wouldn't. Even, but you know, you go and everyone's there and they're all lined up and they're all mm-hmm. you know doing it. And you, yeah. I feel like. You know, again, everybody wants me to do it. So I'll go and glance really quick, you know, mm-hmm. but that's kind of how I feel. So, I mean, but yeah, I could see how that would be weird from. No, no, from, no. I, from, I'm well. in the same. No, look, everybody grieves differently. Everybody needs different. I, this is I've learned so much from this process this time, but everybody grieves differently. My brother and I have different things that we need. My dad and I have different things that we need. Everybody grieves differently. I judge no one for how they grieve. For me personally, I grieved and I don't need to see the body. In fact, if anything, it would make me sadder. Actually, when I drove up, my uncle came up to me and he said, Do you, are you sure you, you knocked on the window? And he said, are you sure you don't want to go see them? Because they're about to close the casket. And I said, no, I'm sure. And my dad was like, I think you're going to feel guilty if you don't go. I'm going to tell you guys right now, spoiler alert, I felt zero guilt. Okay. And in fact, my brother, my brother, my brother wanted to see them and he did. And he was telling me about it. And I was, when he told me about it, I was like, oh, thank God I didn't go see them. Right. And he didn't have anything negative to say. He said, my grandma looked good. My grandpa was in this outfit he was talking about. 
And I was like, no, I, I, that one, I, I just didn't need to see that. Right. Anyway. So go, like go. you, like you said, everybody grieves in their own way and I have no problem with it. And I understand yeah. viewings. I understand why people do them. Yeah. But for me, I like to have the memory of the living person. I'm in the you same know, boat. That, I'm in the same boat. So it. I'm watching this, this ceremony from afar. And, uh, I also didn't want to be a pallbearer because there's people right next to you and they're, you're, they're lugging this coffin and it's heavy. You know, and then they're breathing on me, even with the mask. I just like, I'm not comfortable with that. I just, I'm frightened by this coronavirus. Okay. So yep. I'm watching from afar and the, the service I'm from, I imagine is ending now because now everyone is lining up. I will say this before I say, I want to say, I do want to put this on the record. I was a little sad because there were a few people there. There were like, I would say about 20 to 30 socially distanced. But my grandparents, and we have such a huge family, I was like, God, if this was not COVID time, this would have been a gigantic, gigantic funeral. Like gigantic. It would have been, you can't yeah. fit everybody. And it was sad that it was dwindled down just to the essential people. Anyway, I see that everybody's now paying their respects and they have red roses to put on my grandmother's coffin and white roses to put on my grandfather's coffin. And I make the decision there, I want to do that. I wasn't planning uh-huh. on that, but I go, that's important for me. I do want to pay my respects and put the rose in the coffin, but I don't want to be around people. So I wait right. and I wait until everybody goes through. And then I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, now's my chance. So I make a mad dash from the car up the, from down, up the hill from, so every, now they're all I'm from behind. Now my uncle, he's going to do, I didn't realize this. A ceremonial shot. All the men, or whoever won, not the men, but they, they handed out little whiskey bottles, and he yeah. wanted to do a ceremonial shot in honor of my grandfather. My grandfather liked to drink. So I'm, but now he's doing that immediately when everyone put the roses. So now I just threw on ratty jeans. Adam, I didn't have a belt on. So I'm running down <laughs> the hill, and my jeans. Oh, as no. <laughs> I'm running behind him, as he's doing this very emotional, ceremonial shot for my grandfather, fat pig me is running behind him. My pants are falling down. My chonies totally showing. And I'm trying to keep them up. And then I just go and I, I put a, a white rose in my grandfather's coffin real fast and a red rose in my grandmother's coffin real fast. And I touch the coffin and I tag your it. And then I make a mad dash. The, the people, because he didn't see me, his back was to me. So everybody in front of him must have just seen this mad fat man trying to hold his jeans up as he puts through a rose on two coffins and ran away wearing a golden girl's mask. I have a golden girl's mask. <laughs> I think all men have that problem though with jeans. Like I have that problem. I, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm fat, but, but I think even when I wasn't fat, like I had that problem. Like my, yeah. I cannot get, and this is not, I mean, I know this wasn't the point of the story, mm-hmm. but, uh, I, I can't find a good way to keep my jeans up. I refuse to use suspenders because mm-hmm. I refuse to be that person. And uh, I've done the suspenders. Know. I've done the suspenders. And I will say they do a fantastic job. But however, I don't do them anymore. I've done it, though. Because I feel like it. you see somebody in suspenders and there's just judgment that happens there. Yeah. Unless, and I don't want to be yeah. judged by people. Yeah. Well, I hide the suspenders. I don't have them over the like all. I'll have to be for and it, I don't wear suspenders anymore. They're, they're more for practical reasons, but uh I don't wear suspenders anymore. Okay. 
But when again, I, did, I know I this is unrelated, but I yeah. just can't get off this jeans thing. I'm so yeah. sorry. Sure, it's okay. But it really bothers me. Do you have to do this thing when you're about to get in your car mm-hmm. that you have to stop for a second and pull your jeans up? Before you get in your car, because if not, when you sit down in your car, yeah. your jeans will literally be halfway down your yeah. ass cheeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what. Like I have to like I have to. Mark's already in the car. I have to stop, pull up my jeans, yeah. and then get in the car. It's, it's ridiculous. also a thing that when I'm sitting down, I get up, I have to pull them up too. Yeah, yeah. it's awful. Yeah. It's awful. Oh, they're fall. I know it's awful. It's awful, but. Look, it made the funeral uh, worth memory. You know, Roxanne pointed out it's very true that the where they're buried overlooks the area where grandma and my grandfather started their family. It does. Also, my, my parents were very impressed by this. It's a Catholic cemetery. When Pope John Paul II came to L.A., there was this cross that was behind him at the big mass they had. Mm-hmm. And they're buried by that cross. It overlooks the freeway. Anyway. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, but now it makes it easy to find. I'll be honest with you. They're by that cross. Uh okay, Adam. Uh, what do you do? You have any other stories? Are we good? No, no, that was good. That was good. All right, what do you got going on next week, there, Adam? Well, I'm probably just gonna melt if the AC guys never come out. When are they supposed to come? But uh, well, hopefully they're coming today. That was a big. I'm ugh, so irritated, but uh, it's a brand new house, and I'm already having to call the AC people. It's it doesn't bode well. I'm probably gonna cuss out my landscaper. Why? Um, do I, well, I didn't tell this. It's not a big story, but the landscaper sent me the design. Air yeah. quotes. Yeah, I saw the air quotes. It's been three weeks. <gasps> oh. It's one PDF with something that it looked like my seven-year-old niece could have put on there. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take into account any of our requests or things that we said that we would like. It literally looks like he sat down for five minutes and threw like some generic ass thing on there. Is he a white guy? Yeah. That's your problem. I, I I don't I don't know why I can't just in general, I am so disappointed with every trade service profession possible because they've all let me down in the past month. All of them. Electricians, landscapers. Were they all white? They all white? Yeah. I mean, I didn't specifically look in the yellow pages like for white electrician. It just so happened that the people <laughs> I anyway, love black so people. What does that have to do with anything? Uh, so I'll be, uh, I'll be, uh, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do about him, but that and just normal shit. Nothing. Well, big we'll going make on. sure and listen to it on Geeky Gay, your daily journal show. I actually, I do enjoy listening, guys. I have to say, my favorite, my favorite part of Geeky Gay. I'm not going to lie, is when Adam um, gets a, uh, a, a a message, like someone calls in a voicemail, right? And he talks to the voicemail. Yeah. You know? So they'll be like, hey, Adam. And be like, hi, Ozzy Battler. Uh, listen, you're a piece of shit. I didn't like you. And I don't know why you're a fucking horrible human being. Like, this Ozzy Battler is so awful to you. I don't know why you put up with him. He hasn't called in a long time. Anyway, but you'll you but, stop listening. But the person will leave a voicemail and Adam will engage with the voicemail as if they can talk back. Is that like a bit well, you're doing or is it like. No, I mean, why not? Isn't that how, like, when you have shows, you, I don't think any of your shows have voicemails, but I think no. it's very common in podcasting when you get a voicemail. 
you will respond to that. Like if they're asking questions or they're, you know, whatever, you'll respond. I don't think I'm the only podcaster that does that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, who knows? Um, I'll also read tweets and I respond to the tweets as well. But the person's not talking. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to do, I'm going to do what Adam does. This is a famous voicemail from, uh, actress Faye Dunaway. She's mad about something. Here we go. This is what Adam's show is. Call me. received 6 14 a.m. Thursday, February 27th. Yeah, Jack, this is Faye Dunaway. Oh, Look, hi, uh, Faye. I've erased some of the stuff from the O'Neill interview, but I'm oh, not really okay. interested in Terry O'Neill. He's a big, big liar, and Whoa, I, I'm really, really not interested in, in him. And, you know, or in, in dilly dallying and, and tarrying over Mommy Dearest. I don't even want to discuss it in my interview. But that was your big. Or on this Lloyd Webber thing. Those are negative. But and that's... I noticed that you have nothing in about Marlon Brando. You have nothing in about Johnny Depp. But which we I didn't even talk about that. I don't expect you to get get him for an interview. But you can put some footage in of the of the Costa Rica movie, which I was brilliant in, and it was not a well Costa sold Rita? In this What country. is that? What's a Costa you can Rica talk movie? About the Marlon Brando film that I was wonderful in. All the positive things along the, that period. The Marlon Okay, Brando but Faye, was going on at the same time but that Faye, the Lloyd Webber stupidity was going on. But and Faye, you I wanted, have to put in the Lloyd Webber stupidity. But Faye, you I wanted to put in that I worked with the wonderful Marlon Brando. Okay, we know you work with Marlon Brando, but... Movie, for Christ's sake. Okay. And I'm not, okay, anyway, that's what your show is like. I, I do pause the voicemail, respond, and then start playing it again. I don't go, but Gary, but Gary, <laughs> but Gary, I like pause it and I say something and then mm-hmm. I keep going. It's... Anyway, yes, I do that. And if you want to hear me doing that, you can go to geekygay.com and subscribe. All right. Very good. What's our, what's our, uh, what's our outro there, Adam? We don't have, I love black people. All right. Very good. Thank you for listening to throwing down with Adam and Joe. Follow Adam Burns on Twitter at geeky gay TV. You can also email Adam Burns at adamburns.uk at gmail.com or visit his website at geekygay.com. You can follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Throwing Down is an Afterthought Media podcast.